We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com. I'm Shannon McEwen, hosting from Roto-Wire HQ, and alongside me is Ken K. Train Kreitz, calling in from the green... Oh, I forgot about the choo-choo. Oh, no. We're going to get that down one of these times, or I'll, I won't ruin it. Um, here, I'm, let's... There we go. Ken's calling in from Vermont. What's up, Ken? Hello, Shannon. When I move, you move just like that. And happy Friday. Sort of happy Friday. Yeah, happy pre-Friday. We're uh, we're recording today's show on Thursday because I'm moving tomorrow. Congratulations. You're turning all that DFS winnings into an actual, your first ever real estate purchase, right? This is big news. Not all of the things we say on this show are factual. Um Yes, uh, DFS is not paying for my house, but I am purchasing my first house. I'm all grown up now. Small part. It's small part. It's buying the office above the study next to the dining room. 
Man, I wish I had that kind of square footage. <laughs> Maybe garden gnomes for out front. That's about it, yes. <laughs> Maybe uh, the woodwork in the library. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know where that voice came from. Anyway, uh, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe, review us, and don't forget to share us with others via all that wacky social media. Today's format, uh, for today's show, I should say, you know, we're, we're settling in on the NBA season, starting to see some trends. Today we're going to go over recent news, look at some top waiver wire targets for your season-long leagues, and uh, share our DraftKings Daily Fantasy thoughts for Friday's NBA slate of games. As always, for future shows, if you have specific topics you'd like us to cover, send them our way via Twitter, please. You can go to at RotoShannon and at Ken Kreitz. Uh, now let's hear from our sponsor. Fantasy basketball is blowing up on DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com now. Choo-choo! Oh, where is he? See, see, I'm sorry. late. Now you waited, and I... Yeah, I one more time. It was, all right. There we go. There we go. Uh, enter promo code ROTOHOOPS to play free with your first deposit. DraftKings is currently running a bunch of fantasy basketball stuff every day. Uh, Wednesdays is a big slate, and they had a big million-dollar competition last night that had tons of overlay. Um, and, of course, this weekend you can get in on the Fantasy Football Millionaire Maker. There you go. That's promo code ROTOHOOPS, R-O-T-O, HOOPS. For free entry now with your first deposit at DraftKings.com. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. <clears throat> Welcome to the big time. All right, before nice. we look at news, though, uh, McDaly, you wanted to look at the RotoWire Expert Staff Keeper League. I'm not sure why you want to do this since we're not doing particularly well. Did you lose a bet in the office? Well, no. All right. We made fun of a bunch of people after the auction. Um, it's only fair that we make fun of ourselves as well. <laughs> um, and, and also, I just I want to keep the listeners um, up to date on the happenings of this league. Uh, so I just figured it would be good to kind of run through things and, and give them a quick update on, on the standings and, and how things look so far. Okay, let's keep them abreast. Well, uh, we're through two weeks almost, and uh, the Vermont Tree Huggers, my squad, we are unfortunately sixth out of 12 and struggling with injuries to Kyle Korver, possibly Marcus Saul tonight, C.J. Miles has an ankle inju- injury, and uh, Gerald Green just has gone AWOL. Uh, a dark cloud of mystery over his hospital admittance and TMZ's reporting things, and we don't know what's going on with Gerald Green. That'll be interesting, and some wacky stories in about the next few days. But so my squad's limping to six out of out of twelve. Uh, but somehow I'm above somebody else here in the podcast. Yeah, I'm not really looking at your squad. I'm not really sure how that has happened. Um, but then I look at mine and, and realize the answer is obvious. Um, Trey Berg, Isaiah Cannon, that's not working too well at point guard. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, and you and I were bidding against each other for Trey Berg. Yeah, it's, it's not going too well. Uh, Marcus Smart's dealing with a little injury. So is Myers Leonard. Um, my preseason love of Myers Leonard remains intact. 
Uh, oh, does I, I was going to ask you because you know he's not backing you up yet. What, what was his? Well, he's dinged up. What? What did he? Is a uh, ankle? What was his? Yeah, he, you know, one of the first games he he had a little uh, left wrist problem, and now it's his ankle. Uh, I'm just I'm not too worried because I've watched a couple Blazers games already this year, and uh-huh. you know he's only shooting thirty percent from the floor, twenty nine twenty nine percent. You know that. I, uh, I'm not, they're good shots. They're good looks. Uh-huh. They're almost in. They're in and you know in and out types. He's only eleven percent from downtown. I think he's going to be fine once he gets healthy. Did you and James ever settle on a bet over Myers Leonard? Wasn't he giving you a little a little shade uh, during the auction? He was, and I'll still. We haven't made a bet yet, but I'll still make one. I still. Yeah, you got to get that. Faith. That needs to be a bet. Needs to be posted and brought up continuously throughout both of our podcasts. Uh, I'll confess to you, in my grad school, uh, just one season-long league, it's not a keeper, just this year, I cut Leonard for Rodney Hood. I almost wanted to send you, like, an apology note. Well, I, I, I was I was center-heavy, so I, I could let Leonard go. I think both those guys should be owned in most leagues, so I'm okay with it. Um, but for, for most people, if you're in a 14-team league or something deeper, uh, remain patient on Leonard. I am still a believer. I'm not going to give up yet. Um, and position scarcity at center, certainly a bigger deal than the wing. Uh, my hood move was in a, it's only a 10 team league. So um, the centers aren't as hard to come by as they would in a 14 league for sure. Well, yeah. Now, when you said you, you, you're not sure what's going on with my team, you meant you expect them to be doing worse or to be doing better. Oh, when, <laughs> well, I mean, when I looked at your roster again, I was like, oh yeah, that team sucks. And, and <laughs> but it does suck. I hate it. Yeah, I, uh, you, you have Kyle Lowry though; he's killing it. I would honestly, I would trade him because it seems like he does this every year, where he starts off the season really strong and then he fades in the second half. I don't know. He's cheap. It's cheap. Well, at twenty-one bucks in our crazy league rules, he's still pretty cheap. But you're right. I mean, this team's not going anywhere. It's stuck in the middle, as I whined on prior podcasts. So um, we'll have to see when the talent dump kicks in, and Lowry might be top of my list. Uh, but you're right. He he has certain hot streaks, and I gotta I gotta move him while he's hot. I guess it's more, time to tank him well, for this, next year. So this is a keeper. <laughs> this is a keeper league, right? So maybe more so for our listeners who are doing the one year leagues. If you if you have Kyle Lowry, he's he's like a top five, top ten guy um, in fantasy through through the first nine days. I would sell high if you can get a legit top ten player for him. I would sell. I would trade him. I, you know, I think he'll settle out mid-teens as far as, uh, you know, where he ends the year at, and he's been pretty healthy as of late. Um, but you're right. If you can get some legit top 10, you got to make that move. There you go. Now, James Anderson is actually in first place in the league. Um, we talked about James. He's got a bunch of big stars on his team. Jimmy Butler, uh, Oladipo is one of the big breakout guys for him. Chris Paul, Russ Westbrook, Paul George, Draymond Green. So he's got a really good, really good lineup. Um, even some of the guys who we made fun of, like Capella and Azili, are doing pretty good um, in the first week of the season. So James is sitting pretty right now, but I still think there's going to be some drop off at, at some point with with his roster. It's good. It it's a good so. team. It's a good it's team. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm intimidated now that I'm looking at him. Like, I know can't. Wiggins. You know he still has ups, a lot of upside in Wiggins, who hasn't played well yet. Uh, Oladipo and Butler are going to be studs all year round. Uh, uh, yeah, he's got a lot. Of Paul George, on the, you know, on the return. So he's got, 
he's looking pretty impressive, frankly. <laughs> we, we are, he, we're how many weeks in and we're already eating crow of the trash talk we were throwing around? Only for him, though, because the one good thing about uh, the standings is there is one guy, one podcast guy, who's below us, and that's DJ. Uh, DJ Trainer is in 10th place, so he's, he's one slot below me. And looking at his lineup full of the Aaron Aflalos, Bellinelli's, Shane Larkins of the world, I truly am not scared of that team. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we've got something to celebrate today, and that's DJ's uh, failure as a first-year <laughs> owner. If I ever crack the top four, I'll be shocked. It, it might be time to start already tanking and offering talent. But uh, All right, well, that, that is uh, our semi-regular update on the Staff Keeper League. Um, let's cut to the news. Do we need like a news ticker, like that, 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 you know, when they used to Morse code or whatever that sound is for news. Some, know, yeah, we'll some kind of breaking news alert would be good. We'll, Maybe I'll just do that. You're, well, you're in charge of the sound effects, so that's on you. <laughs> All right, I'll look that up. Um, uh, in Utah, we'll start in Utah. Rodney Hood, the just mentioned Rodney Hood, now starting. Do you see that uh, McDelly uh, playing out with Hood winning that season along, or do you think he and Alec Burke are going to be swapping that position for quite a while? Well, it, it was a surprise when Hood was named the starter. I know early on uh, in preseason, the coach there in Utah had mentioned that Alec Burke's going to be the starter. He he can't lose his job from injury. But then when, when the season started, it was Hood, and Hood's still there now. He's actually doing pretty good, so 14 points. Three rebounds, three assists, uh, all in about 26 minutes a game. So, not, not... To, to our point that sophomores are always underrated, Rodney Hood is our sophomore pick of the week here on the RotoWire podcast. Yeah, he's taken a bunch of three pointers. He's taken three or five three pointers a game. He's only hitting one of those five right now. Uh, but you got to imagine if they if they're giving them the green light on that many threes, uh, they're obviously seeing something at practice and and they believe that he has the ability to hit those shots. So I would expect an uptick there. Um, mm-hmm. If he if he's able to knock down a you know a three and a half per game with twelve to fifteen points, that's that's decent production. Um, he also chips in with steals, so I like him as an early season pickup. His steals were weak last year. At 50 games, he only had point, uh, 0.6 per game. But this year, yeah, he had four. In, uh, was it four? Uh, yeah, four steals in that Pacers win. He picks up the defensive intensity and start draining some threes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to be excited there. And you're going to have the usual rookie to sophomore year improvement in field goal percentage. So 41% he shot as a rookie doesn't worry me. Uh, that's that usual sophomore bump you start to see. He's long, six eight for for shooting guards, pretty big. So, I I actually am intrigued by him. I would pick him up in, in a lot of leagues. I'm not expecting production better than what we've seen, but he's definitely worth a flyer. All right, all right. Uh, let's shift gears to aging Euro centers who are struggling right now. In Memphis, spry Spaniard Marcus Saul is off to a slow start and now having some neck spasms. Uh, in, and in Washington, the Polish Hammer. Marcin Gortat, his numbers are down in most categories. Gasol's 30. Gortat is 31. McDaly, how concerned are you about these two? Or maybe I should say, who, who are you most concerned of of these two? 
more concerned about Gortat, but not overly concerned about either one. Um, Marcus Saul, strained neck. He he left the game briefly the other night, but returned because of the injury. I just I think it's a minor thing. He'll get over fairly quickly. Um, Memphis as a whole, the entire team has kind of really started off slow. But what we've seen from them the past years, I just I don't think the drop offs coming. Um, you know, it's guess- the same. It's the same lineup. So it's not like they're suddenly forgot how to play with each other. It's gonna, you know, they're gonna come back strong. I, I'm with you. I, I think it's just a matter of games played. And DJ Trainer on 120 Sports today, he was really pub- he was really pubbing Gasol as a tournament guy that everyone's shying away from now. And you know, one of these Gasol's gonna have one of his typical. 40 50 points fantasy games where he gets a lot of assists blocks some shots and he's, he, dj just kept saying he's going to win somebody a tournament soon no i agree with that i think i think he's a good option i feel the same way about zach randolph um in my thursday contest i'm running zach randolph out there uh on a couple different sites he's just he's fallen down in price he hasn't done a lot yet but i think he's going to have a monster like 20.18 rebound game soon uh i expect Gasol. To, to really bounce back to, you know, he's a game time call for Thursday's game. Um, so definitely keep an eye on, keep, see how he, see how he does Thursday and, and also keep an eye on him throughout the weekend. But for DFS, I would, I would hold off until I, I know how he does on Thursday um, or if there's any updates to the injury before really backing DJ's recommendation there. <laughs> always, always skeptical of a DJ recommendation. <laughs> we need a nickname for dj does trainer have a, a, a nickname in the office yet he doesn't i mean it's good baby he, face he, he is a baby face um i during basketball on wednesday nights i call him deej 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 and that doesn't really work it sounds awkward every that's, time i say that it sounds like an accident it sounds yeah. like it drops something on your toe good shot deej but yeah it's not <laughs> It's not it's, it's not working. Babyface um, is not a great court name either. No, no. And he I mean the good thing is he's like the training um supervisor or whatever so so DJ yeah. trainer trainer uh, trainer. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a, it, but there's some way you got to I don't know. The music. We need something humiliating so that when we yell it at him across the room and he is talking to an intern or one of the new hires that he you know gets a little embarrassed. There's got to be something to. There's a play on D, on DJ. Like, what can DJ be short for? This sounds like um, another. This sounds like a good survey for the white the in office whiteboard nicknames yeah. for DJ. We'll figure right. we'll figure that out. Um, yeah. All right. As for Gortat, he he admittedly you know, he he said himself that he's playing awful right now. He's averaging nine points, seven rebounds, one block, only shooting forty five percent from the floor. It's just. It's nothing to be worried about. In most cases, we're talking about three or four games from these guys, and it's tiny sample size. Very tiny, tiny sample size. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, Gortat's been a solid producer. I think he's going to continue to be one. And, you know, he's not going to be a monster, but like 12 points, nine rebounds. I think we'll still see that from him. Yeah, I mean, you're talking a career. What is he about? 53 percent free throw. Sh- I mean, field goal percentage too. He's going to get back to those awfully quickly. Where we're all right, sir. There's going to be a common uh, uh, thread of patience early in the season. Yes. And patience even, you know, eat, not just nine days. I mean, if we're talking about, like, three, four weeks into the season, I still might be saying patience with some of these guys. Um, Do not ruin your draft strategy or throw your draft strategy away just four games into the season. 
With established people, yes, established yeah. vets. If there, if if Myers Leonard looks like a piece of poop on a crap stick four weeks from now, then then I might throw away my draft strategy. Well, you, you won't need four weeks to know if he's a All piece right. of poop on a stick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, and then we we actually had a fan question from extremely active Rotowire uh, fan Omar. Omar, hands down, the most active with uh, article comments on the website as well as hitting us up on Twitter. Hello, Omar. Here, Omar, I'm going to give you this. Um, Omar. You had a question. Omar, yes. Omar, Omar had a question Omar. about Aaron Gordon in Orlando. You want to take that away, sir? Sure. Omar. Omar is by far the biggest Rotowire fan, especially when it comes to basketball. Um, so mm-hmm. we always appreciate him weighing in. Uh, Omar's got a lot of questions about Aaron Gordon, wondering whether he should drop Aaron Gordon for a few different options, hold on to him. Uh, and this, of course, comes on the heels of Aaron Gordon putting together a monster night on Wednesday. Uh, he he just dominated, and, and one of the one of the reasons why off the bench, yeah, off the bench, thirty two minutes off the bench, uh, seven or for eleven from the floor, five for seven from from the line, nineteen points, eight rebounds, one block. So pretty monster game, and and the the intriguing part is the minutes. Um, Mm-hmm. In the previous game, the night before, he only played four and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's a roller coaster, you know. If if he, I've just always been worried about not just his shooting, but the outside shooting of that entire team. Uh, and they can't afford to have a power forward and Gordon, you know, shooting less than forty five percent. If he can turn that around, hopefully get that sophomore bump we talked about with Hood. Um, boy, they'd be awfully excited. Uh, I think a ton of his reasons for minutes was that uh, Vucevic was out, right, with an ankle issue. Um, I think that is more of a day-to-day issue. So you, uh, who's to really say if the minutes are going to be there for Gordon on an ongoing basis? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. They're going to play the hot hands down in magic because they are so desperate for shooting but yeah uh, exactly i mean the first two games of the season 17 minutes 17 minutes 24 the third game four minutes the fourth game and then 32 last night um i mean one the vucevic injury that that opened up some minutes and then two it was the second game of a back-to-back so Mm, you know they played on tuesday and wednesday night and that just that naturally opened up more minutes. He played. He didn't play much on Wednesday, on on Tuesday. So that meant other guys retired from those back the back back to back set. And I think that's what led to more minutes for Gordon. And also he was he was really productive in those thirty two minutes. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. You ride the hot hand. We're we're still we're projecting on the on RotoWire twenty one twenty two minutes a game going forward. And I think that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, he's at he's at twenty right now. And in those 20 minutes, he's averaged 10 points, five rebounds, uh, one block, and, and a little about three quarters of a steal per game. Um, it's really the defensive stats that will make him valuable. Like if he's able to average three three combined steals and blocks a game, that's why he'll have value. If it's just yeah. 10 points and five rebounds, it's not it's not all that great. Um, well, I, and I think Skiles loves to get in players' heads by jerking them around with their minutes. I think he, you know he did that in Milwaukee, and he's going to do that here. Um, and it's a nice lead into when we start talking about waiver wire targets as well. But uh, yeah, but with uh, with Gordon, I would say if 
if there's no attractive wa- waiver wire targets, yeah, keep them on your team because there is plenty of upside. But the minutes and production are going to be inconsistent. And I would like I would prefer to own Marcus Morris over over Aaron Gordon right now. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Evan I, Fournier. Like those are two. Those are two options that I think a lot of people will say that's pretty obvious. But you know, those are those are kind of questions. And and when you look at the upside of a guy like Aaron Gordon, it's hard to part with. But Fournier, Mike, Marcus Morris, give me those two over Aaron Gordon. Well, and Morris is a lock for some serious minutes throughout the season exactly. in Detroit. Exactly. Um, so that's why you got excited about it. Well, that does transition well into our next topic of waiver wire targets for your season-long leagues. Uh, you've mentioned two right there with Evan Fournier, who suddenly moved into the starting lineup for the Magic, and Marcus Morris, uh, now, you know, always as always starting in Detroit, but seeming to gel very quickly, very well with that. No longer having Greg Monroe starting lineup in Detroit. And uh, I don't want to, you listed a few others on our cheat sheet here. Uh, talk about the other targets you've got on the list here, Shannon. Yeah, with, with some of the other guys. Uh, well, first, Evan Fournier, Fournier is like the obvious guy. Um, he's exploded the past couple, past four games, um, in, including Tuesday and Wednesday, 30 points, 29 points. Um, 45 minutes or for over 40 minutes each game he's pretty much a lock he has to be picked up in all leagues no matter shape or size 20 points five rebounds a game he hits threes i'm personally not a big fan of his like i i don't think he's this good um but whatever scott skiles is doing to him is working so you have to pick him up and plug him in expect the project production to drop but could he could he end up being 15 16 points with five rebounds and two three-pointers a game? Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what are your thought, thoughts on Fournier? I, I'm not quite as hot on Fournier as you are. Certainly, if your team needs three-point shooting, he's a great source. I don't know if he plays strong enough defense for Skiles to keep him uh, in the starting lineup long-term. Um, you know, Gordon gets hot, for instance. They'll start playing him some at, at, at uh, small forward. Fournier seems a little small for that small forward role that they're trying to squeeze him into now, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, certainly, yeah. If you need threes, though, oh, a, a great get. He's just not. I just don't see him shooting this well uh, throughout this season. But uh, who knows? Yeah, he's he, certainly worth the flyer. He's at forty-eight percent right now from the floor, thirty-four percent from downtown. But it's really the minutes, um, Scott. I'm surprised, like you. I didn't think he. He was going to be able to carve out this kind of role with Scott Skiles, but he's doing great. He's doing great, and he's. Uh, I'm going to roll with him. Um, I just expect it to not be as good as we've seen so far. Um, yeah. Marcus Morris, the other guy, heavy minutes, good production, seems like a perfect fit in Detroit. I'm picking him him up in pretty much any size of the league as well. Um, it's kind of the same boat though. I don't expect the production to stay as high as it has. Um, he's averaging 17 points and seven and a half rebounds right now. I expect that to fall off. Um, 38 minutes per game is pretty unsustainable as well. <laughs> right. So, you know, you know what I also like about Morris, though? What I really like about Morris is, and, and you know this because I know you've owned Urson Ilyasova uh, in multiple leagues over the past few years. Ilyasova is going to hit some terrible shooting slump as he does every year. And that's when uh, Van Gundy is going to have to go to Morris playing more at the power forward. 
Yeah. So even if even if a guy like Stan, Stanley Johnson breaks out and carves out more minutes at the three, you can play Morse at the four. And and like you said, if Ilyasova goes on a shooting swap, he'll he'll have those minutes. Those minutes will be available at the four. Another good thing is the Pistons are not deep. Um, they have like seven guys who basically should be playing. Uh, watching their second unit on Tuesday night, and they, they had no starters. Aaron oh, dude, it was not a big Joel Anthony fan. No, no. <laughs> he, luckily, he wasn't on the floor. But you had like Steve, Steve Blake out there. Um, Baines, Baines was there, and Anthony Tolliver, and they had no starters. They had they had six through ten on the floor at the same time, and it was extremely painful. So I don't expect that to happen much anymore. I think they're going to tighten up the rotation some, and that means tons of minutes for Morris. He was good last year. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, especially he, with Jennings out, they just have no depth. Exactly. They have no depth. So Morris is a really good option. I would drop Aaron Gordon for him. Um, basically, what Aaron Gordon's doing right now, Morris did that all last season in only 25 minutes a game. We're going to be looking at like seven, eight, ten more minutes a game for Morris in Detroit. So that production is going to be better. 17 and 7, no. But I'm going to go a little off topic, but I'm going to go a little off topic since I know you fan what do you like which is or what do you do or do not like so far with stanley johnson he's just he he's just raw so he's he's very uh he's got a lot of passion he's He's shooting he's shooting poorly yes he's shooting poorly he's making bad decisions with the ball but he's very aggressive and he's fearless so like he looks like an nba player he looks like he can kick people's ass I like that part of him. I, I like how like mean he appears to be on the court. I have faith. He just needs to get. He just needs to adjust to the speed of the NBA um, and really Excellent. find his rhythm. So maybe we're looking at a small forward, Rick Mahorn here. I just wanted to make an old guy reference. <laughs> he, he, he's kind of he honestly one of the one of the comps out of the draft too was Ron Artest. I think he is kind of like Ron Artest, um, but not necessarily as big and lumbering as many people probably remember Ron Artest in the later years, um, but a younger, less volatile Ron Artest. He's more like that. And I think he's got a better shot than he, than a young Ron Artest had. Oh, okay. That's encouraging. That's encouraging. All right. Um, and then uh, some other popular waiver wire targets right now. You've got TJ McConnell, one of about 17 point guards rotating in and out in Philadelphia. You've got the newly upped contract Jeremy Lamb uh, doing uh, well in Charlotte. And Marcus Thornton suddenly getting a lot of guard minutes in Houston. And uh, you mentioned another Sixer player, uh, a shooting guard. Yeah, Nick Stauskas. I can't even say his name. Nick Stauskas, Michigan Michigan player, graduated or um, drafted by the Kings last year. Didn't really play much, but he's starting for the Sixers now. And he, he started the past couple games. I like what I see. He can hit threes. He can he can put you know twelve to thirteen points up. I'm a fan. I think he's going to hold decent value. I think he's going to hold decent value. In most sized leagues, um, you know, not necessarily someone who I've run out there and drop uh, a quality player for, but if you have some dead weight on your roster, he's he's a good option. What do you have you? What do you think of him? Would you obviously you'd pick up pick him up in like staff keeper league, but what about like a standard twelve team league? Oh, boy. first of all, I hate any scenario where I have to watch the seventies. 
our games because I just get ang- team physically angry. Um, I don't know if Stauskas starts, uh, you know, when is he going to start shooting over 42, 43%? Certainly that 76ers team desperately needs outside shooting, and he was brought in to help provide that. Um, you know, if you've got a room to stash him on your bench and you're in need of three-point shooting eventually, um, he's gonna he could be a great situ- scenario for that. If you can take the hit to field goal percentage, go for it. Um, I think it all depends on, you know, your need for three-point shooting. He's going to be kind of a... I think he's going to be a bit of a one-trick pony there. Oh, you know, he, he does shoot a very nice free throw percentage, but he's not going to the line all that much either. Yeah, I mean, he's only he's only hitting 34% of his shots right now. He's playing 28 minutes, four, four and a half rebounds, 13 and a half points. You're not going to get anything on defense. Um, but I do think he's he's bombing away. He's launching almost nine three-pointers a game. That's The in- minutes, like you could say about most Sixer players, the minutes could be there. You know, you, any of these guys, it was showing any a modicum of, of blossom could suddenly earn, yeah, 28, 29 minutes a game. Yeah, and that's what he, I mean, 28 minutes right now, that could go up. It could end up being 30, 32 yeah. minutes if he plays well. I, the, the production I've seen from him in the past two games when he started, and, and on Wednesday, he actually played more. He played almost 35 minutes. He took 14 three-point attempts, uh, which is insane. <laughs> it's insane. But so don't expect that. But he is going. I really do believe in him. I think he's going to get the opportunity because of the team that we're talking about. It's Philadelphia. Um, the other guy from Philadelphia, T.J. McConnell. You know, he's kind of came out of nowhere, but it looks like he's getting his shot. And the reason why is because Isaiah Cannon's just been horrible. Um, like Isaiah Cannon's not a point guard. He, he's cu- clearly a shoot for sure. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Too, too short, does not know how to share the ball. Um, you know, he, he mentioned in the preseason that that was one of his big issues is trying to figure out a way to really become more of a distributor, and he admitted it was hard. Um, I, and that's kind of been his undoing. Um, his, his shots haven't been fallen, so now he's lost the starting job to T.J. McConnell. McConnell in the past two games is averaging 6.5 points, 8 rebounds, and 12 assists. That's well, yeah, sister eye popping there, you know, it, and we always talk about it. It's point guard centers league, most fantasy leagues. And uh, if McConnell, you know, you need assists and this is a horrible 76ers team. Who knows what kind of uh, minutes could fall into TJ McConnell's lap? Yeah. I We're mean, taking a flyer on Tony Roten will be back. And once Tony Roten gets back, it's, it's going to be, I think it's his backcourt. Um, but right now, T.J. McConnell, through the first four games, is averaging eight assists a game. That's, like, right up there with the league leaders. He's the starter now. He played 34 minutes on Wednesday. Undrafted. Oh, man, it's insane. He, he is worth a pickup <laughs> in almost any, any format. Don't expect many points. Um, the, the five points he's averaging now, maybe that will get bumped up to eight if he keeps playing 35 minutes a game. Uh, but he's not going to score a lot. It's just you pick him up for the assist, and you hope they continue to come uh, in buckets. Yeah, yeah. Can, explain to me why the 76ers traded Michael Carter-Williams. Can you explain that to me again? Not, not that I'm even a big Michael Carter-Williams fan, but <laughs> this, the backcourt is just so wretched in Philadelphia. I, I do not trust the process. No, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily hate the process. Um, I think it eventually would work out. But the trading, 
trading Carter Williams was kind of bizarre to me. Um, I thought he, I thought he was a decent looking point guard, but basically it just shows they didn't like him. They didn't think he was going to be a part of the long-term future and they, they, they weren't going to be ready to win by the time they were, they would have to sign him to an extension. So they decided part ways, but yeah, with the way the team's played since giving up on him, uh, specifically at the point guard spot, it, it's tough to really uh, validate that move. Got it. Got it. All right, sir. And, and uh, let's let's cut back to our notes. I, I believe now we should move on. Oh, it's time for live read time. I'm sorry. You know, beloved pod listeners, do you subscribe to rotowire.com? If you like the advice of our podcast, you'll love our website. Please try it for free for 10 days at rotowire.com slash pod. Fabulous subscriber features include our lineup optimizers for DraftKings and other DFS sites for every active sport out there. Uh, for football, you've got Jeff Erickson's weekly um, position ranking, every player in every position, how they are ranked going into that week so you know how to make your our lineup moves. Uh, you're talking over 200,000 player note updates <coughs> a year. And, frankly, a whole lot of other wonderful reasons to uh, enjoy rotowire.com. So please go to rotowire.com slash pod for your free 10-day trial. All right. Now that that's behind us, let's move on to Fridays. I wanted to say tonight, but we're we're doing this late Thursday. Uh, Let's move on to Friday's slate on DraftKings. I want to run through a couple of interesting names. Uh, And, as usual, Shannon Shannon McDaily, let's start with the point guard position. What kind of values you see in Friday night uh, at point guard? All right, and before we dive in here, uh, just like Ken had mentioned, we're recording this on Thursday. Usually we do it on Friday mornings, Um, so plenty of time before the Friday contest launch. Uh, Definitely keep track of the news and and use that to base your decisions off of because some some of this that we're talking about, especially if it's injury-related, a lot can change in the next uh, 24 hours. So please... Keep up on that news now. All right, point guards, man. Point guards, sir. Yes, I'm loving. I'm loving the Friday slate. Uh, so many intriguing options. I'm going to go with the the expensive expensive guy first, and, and that's yeah. You're going chalk here. Going Steph Curry. Ten thousand three hundred. Surprisingly, not the most expensive guy on the board though. Um, that which just amazes me. You know, Steph Curry's averaging almost fifty eight fantasy points a game on DraftKings right now, but but there's still Anthony Davis still more expensive. There's a couple other guys right around ten thousand who are averaging ten less fantasy points per game. They've got Curry second. I'm looking at it now. Curry yeah. second uh before uh, after Davis and just ahead of James Harden at an even ten thousand and then LeBron at ninety nine hundred. I'm surprised he hasn't been bumped up more because this this run that he's been on is just I mean, it, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Every time I read a new article after each game, it's like, oh, this is the best run anyone's been on since Michael Jordan <laughs> in 1991. Or, you know, no one's ever shot this this well in this many minutes through the first four games of the season. Um, Did you see his post-game interview uh, after their last win, um, ESPN? Basically, every answer was his. of his was, you know, we're awesome now. I don't know what to tell you. We're doing better than we were last year. We're amazing. But he was like, I don't know. I don't have any more superlatives anymore to talk about how great we are. It's just we're doing awesome. They really are. I mean, he he's only top 30 minutes. Um, those t- 
three of the five games. He was held 27 and 28 minutes in two of the games because they were just such blowouts. And even in those two games where he had 27 and 28 minutes, he still scored 46 fantasy points. I just, I can't pass him up right now. He's he's shooting way too well. Um, no. You know, he's shooting jaw dropping. Jaw dropping. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off because I think most of our listeners know Steve Cur- Stephen Curry, pretty good player. Cut to your 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 the value players that you like at point guard. <laughs> All right, Jared Jack is at fifty nine hundred dollars. Jack's not the sexiest pick, but he's facing the Lakers. Uh, we discussed that last week. It, it's it's always smart mm-hmm. target players against the Lakers. Uh, Jack. I'm I'm putting him down for at least 30 fantasy points tomorrow night. He's going to get crazy minutes. Yeah. A terrible net. He's going to get crazy minutes on that terrible Nets team. And they need somebody to shoot the ball. So I go I go 30 30 plus points for Jared Jack. Um, another guy I like at point guard a lot. 5300 for Drew Holiday. It's a great I, price. I like that a lot cuz I think people shy off of him cuz they talked about that minutes cap. But they are so thin right now with all their injuries. There's no way they're sticking to that minutes cap of holiday. I, I can give you this run Friday night. I'm with you. 5300 seems like a steal price. Yeah, I mean, this. I consider him once once the minute caps is com- completely eradicated. We're talking about a top 15 point guard. Um, it was it was rumored to be or it was supposed to be like 15 minutes or something absurd at the start of the season. They bumped it up immediately because of all the injuries. Um, now I think it's around 28 minutes. He's played 27 and 23 minutes the past two games. They're going into Friday with some time off. I think he's going to get a good 28 minutes. And if you look at the past two games, he had 32 fantasy points and 28 fantasy points, averaging 25 minutes a game. I'm putting him down. I'm putting him down for 30 points as well. 30 fantasy points. Drew Holiday, 5300. Oh, said done. And obviously, you're gonna go Steph Curry. You got to get cheap, in a, you know, with other spots. So, yes, and we talked uh, about McConnell. I'm, I'm, we we yeah, talked McConnell, about McConnell. Four thousand. Just if he keeps averaging twelve assists, that's easy money. <laughs> yep, yep. So that's what I'll bank on is him getting another start and the and piling up some more assists. Uh, the other cheap point guard I like is Jared Bayless. He's at forty two hundred. Uh, Michael Carter Williams is doubtful for Friday. So that means Bayless should get another start at point guard. He started on Wednesday and really underperformed. But if anything, I think that that'll just scare away a lot of owners. Um, I I would put Bayless down for a good 30 minutes that he's going to play. He played 30 minutes on Wednesday. If he gets 30 minutes again on Friday, it's risky, but there's lots of upside there. And he's going to shoot. We know Bayless, he's going to get his shots. He only took six attempts that game against Philly, but uh, he's going to go double digits and, and shots his next game, no doubt. All right, sir. Uh, let's move on to shooting guard. See two names you you often like to nominate, but uh, we already mentioned uh, Nick Stauskas being a pretty nice, cheap option. He's forty one hundred in Philly and getting a lot of minutes for the Seventy Sixers. Talk about some more mid mid price guys that you have your eye on. Yeah, the mid price guys. I love Brad Beal, sixty six hundred. He's averaging twenty five point three points per game right now. Uh, contract year contract contract year he he will lead the he's going to lead the wizards in scoring this year um and if he keeps up 25 points per game i mean you're talking like that's like good for top seven top eight scorer in the league um beal's actually the reason i am a little i am a little concerned about the polish hammer is i don't know if they're ever going to feed the ball inside you know uh, the hammer's points may only be on offensive rebounds (laughs) because beal's going to keep chucking I, I do think he's going to keep chugging. So 
I mean, he doesn't do a lot outside of score hit threes. Um, a little, little bit of you know, a little bit of help in other categories, but nothing, nothing too uh, extravagant. But still enough for 35 fantasy points a game. I love him under 7,000. Um, the other guy is Brandon Knight. Knight's noteworthy here because he switched his position eligibility, switched from point guard to shooting guard this week, um, which I thought was weird and interesting. I, I know him and Bledsoe are like right. they're both combo guards, and I wouldn't right. I wouldn't label one at if I had to pick one at point guard, it would be Brandon Knight for me. But I guess I guess DraftKings and and whoever else deems their puts those starting lineups together decides that Knight's more of the shooting guard. Um, he's at 7,200. It's a good value. And I like him for that. Um, I like him more at that price as a shooting guard than I did a point guard. Yeah. Right. I would like him more under seven if he was under 7,000, but I still think that's a pretty good, pretty good price for, for a shooting guard. Who's going to average 36 fantasy points a game. And nice to have a shooting guard that has the potential for six or seven assists on any given night he will average five plus assists this season yeah yeah exactly um all right sir and let's go to small forward uh one of your your, i like both your favorites here because they're guys that are new to starting their prices haven't adjusted for that yet but they're gonna get they're getting a lot of run but dive into those two guys. Yeah, these are two year guys. Uh, Jay Crowder, forty five hundred. He he seems to be pretty much a automatic twenty to thirty fantasy points. I don't think you're going to see him explode for much more than that. But just the consistency in minutes and production that he has makes him kind of a decent filler if you're looking for somebody in that forty five hundred dollar price range at the forward position. Um, what what's your takeaway on Crowder? You probably watch more Boston than I do. Oh, I just love, you know, him getting minutes means steals, which are great. It means uh, you're looking at one three a game for sure. He's never going to have a great field goal percentage because he's a hustle guy. Uh, and he's probably never going to, you know, he's going to cap out at, at best 11 points per game. But, uh, yeah, you know, he's still priced like a guy coming off the bench. He's getting starting minutes. Uh, he looked fantastic. As, as NBA wise, not fantasy wise, but look great NBA wise, the whole second half of last year, um, clearly a favor to Brad Stevens. So I think, I think the 30 minutes per game, they're going to, I think that's going to stick for a while. Um, he's going to get to the hustle stats, but he probably usually str- will struggle field goal percentage for a while. But like, like you said for DFS, great filler, cheap guy, because uh, the floor is high. It's a high floor. It's not the best ceiling, but but he's so consistent. Um, it's just a good value spend when you go premium elsewhere. Lot, lots of production in, in categories across the board. Mm-hmm. So. And I mean, Otto Porter is similar in that because he's not chucking a lot of shots. They've got it. You know, they kind of want him to develop in that Trevor Ariza corner three role with the Wizards. Um, I, his upside is actually better than Crowder's. Um, but we talk about with Beal and a wall. There's just only so many shots to go around. Yeah, Otto Porter. I mean, people forget he was what was he third overall draft number pick? three, number yeah. three overall. Yeah, he yeah. was he was legit in college, and you know people kind of forgot. Down. Oh, he was so good, and people forgot just because I think he had he had such quiet rookie year. Um, but he really he also turned... had a quiet NCAA tourney, yes. which is how most people judge college basketball players. Yes, and but the talents there, he's getting tons of minutes right now he's playing 36 minutes a game 
He only costs $4,800. Um, he, he's starting to shoot better. He's scored 16 points and 19 points the past couple games. You know, he can hit threes, get steals, blocks. I He's averaging about 26.5 fantasy points right now. Under 5,000 is a steal. Um, I still don't think – I think we're going to see more of those – 30-plus point fantasy nights from him, so I love him at this price. Agreed. Now, let's bring up somebody. I'm going to move to power forward and bring up somebody who, crazy cheap, obviously due to his injury history and not coming back for a while. Um, Though I'll confess, I'm not sure how he fits in long term, but uh, discuss Jabari Parker and this crazy 3,800 cheap price he's got on DK right now. All right, Parker's at $3,800 on DraftKings. Now, I'm first I'm going to address this not sure how he fits in long-term uh, comment. He is the long-term future for them. He's their best player. He's the most talented player on the Bucks team. Uh, Giannis is great. I love Giannis. But the guy with the most upside. Yeah, but can he? Here's where I get, here's where I get nervous of Parker and the Bucks is that He's not a, you know, he's he's a legit four. He's not really much of a spread four. And I don't know if the key is big enough for him and Greg Monroe and all the shots both of them want to take close in. No, Parker. That team. Oh, man. I, I hear you. I think Parker Parker's more of a stretch four than I think. Uh, I think you're, you're letting on. He actually, I don't, he's not going to be, he's not a banger. He's not going to be down on the block banging the whole time. He's more of a stretch four. He's he's I think he's got legit small forward skills um, in more of a power forward body. Not LeBron James small forward skills, but you know a standard small forward. All right. Well, this will be shameless plug shameless plug time within the podcast. My rebound and rant went up earlier this week, talking about bad free agent moves, and I kind of questioned the Greg Monroe signing in Milwaukee because I like John Henson. But I also think this team desperately needs shooters. And I put in Jabari Parker's shot chart from last year. I think it was, what, what did he play, 40 games last year? So not the biggest of sample sizes. But to me, just, I, you know, 20% from both elbows. I just get nervous. Uh, just, com- just getting nervous about his ability to stretch the floor at all. Or just proper spacing with Monroe out there. But uh his shots you, you are in Milwaukee, sir. You see more. You see more games, so yeah, he, I, I will defer to your knowledge here. His shots up close aren't because he's really like posting people up back to the basket or anything. He's taking people off the dribble, getting to the rim, things like that. He can hit those ten to fifteen foot pull ups. Um, yeah, he's more. I think he's more of a Carmelo Anthony type on the offensive end um, than a traditional power forward. I really, I think he's the most talented player on that team who has the most upside. So I think, I think he's going to legit turn into a very, very good stretch for stretch for, um, but yeah, it's not there. It's not there yet. Totally totally agree with you. So, yeah, I mean, from 3,800 is pretty cheap. 3,800 is pretty darn cheap. So, and that's the thing for, for DraftKings, 3,800 is a ridiculous, ridiculously cheap amount. Um, Parker was moved back into the starting lineup uh, for his de- debut on Wednesday. He only played 16 minutes. I'm not sure if he's going to play more than 20 minutes on Friday, so I'm not necessarily recommending him for Friday's contest, but it just needs to be pointed out. He is really cheap right now, and as soon as those minutes start to creep up, there is going to be a brief window where he's just a tremendous value. So keep an eye on him. Once you see those minutes go up, or maybe maybe Jason Kidd makes an announcement that he's going to play him 30 minutes in, in the next game, whenever that may be. 
you're going to want to plug him into your lineup. I don't know if Kidd ever makes the announcement, but there's going to be a night over the next two weeks where he's priced at 20 minutes a game and he plays 30 plus. Yes, exactly. Um, now, I got to watch on and off that Cleveland Knicks game. And let me just say, the NBA is a better league when the Knicks aren't terrible. You know, part of me, my dislike in New York, enjoys the Knicks being terrible. But on the whole, I realize the Knicks need to be a good team. And they're frankly, as much as I hate to give the Knicks credit, they have gone from putrid to at least legitimately competitive in the East with all those free agent signings, those mid-level free agents. And Porzingis really seems like the real deal. Too big a name, probably going to be played by way too many people, but still fairly affordable at 5,000 and getting a lot of block shots, and at least taking threes. But uh, what do you see for Persingas and Daly uh, Friday and then the rest of this week? Yeah, it, it surprised me he's not playing more minutes. Uh, he's averaging over a fantasy point per minute right now. He's only getting minutes in that you know 22 to 27 minute range as, as through the first handful of games. But he's going to be a monster once that leash loosens up and he gets 30 minutes a game. Is that going to happen for Friday? Probably not. But even if he gets 25 minutes, you could be looking at 30-plus fantasy points. So 5000 I like him at that price. He's starting to go up a little bit, but it's still cheap enough that he's a really good value. All right, and let's get back to spending some serious cash as we talk about the centers. Who's your big big salary center that you're digging? Well, Andre Drummond at 8,900, he is the other guy, aside from Curry, that's averaging over 50 fantasy points a game right now. Uh, I mean, Drummond's just dominating. Uh, 20 points, 19.5 rebounds. It's amazing they still under 9K. So until that production slows down or the price increases, he's a must-play on DraftKings. Yeah, an insane night against Indiana uh, on the third with... 25 points and 29 rebounds his his yeah back-to-back 2020 games uh after he went 20 points and 20 rebounds against chicago on the 30th yeah anything less than ten thousand dollars sorry for uh drummond right now is a deal um but you for those that don't have that kind of sorry to spend who's your discount center for friday yeah, he's not as cheap as, as i'd like most discounts to be but i really like brooke lopez at 6800 He's still one of the best scoring big men in the league. Yeah, he doesn't block as many shots or grab as many rebounds as we'd like from somebody with his size, but he's got the great matchup against the Lakers. I expect 40 fantasy points or more. 6800 is a great price for that kind of upside. So you were no longer impressed with Roy Hibbert's defense. Roy Hibbert's horrible. He's been horrible <laughs> for a while. He, he's been but his one thing was to be a, a rim protector you're yeah, saying he's, no, he'll he's get he'll get blocked shots but he'll still give up uh pretty big fantasy fantasy nights because the opponent opponent opposing player will still get uh pretty pretty good pretty good offensive numbers yeah they'll get their shot blocked a couple times but they also don't have to do anything on the defensive end so i i know i'm not scared of Hibbert. it's also about team schemes more than the individual player Indiana, they had a good coach, and they were able to scheme defensively yep. around Hibbert shot blocking. Defense LA, first. The Lakers don't have a good coach. Byron Scott's worthless. <laughs> You'll get no argument from me on that, sir. He he has not acknowledged the three-point line yet, has he? No, he's still playing as if it's 1981 or whenever the hell the three-point line sure, sure, was in no there. Three point. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. All right, well, let's end on Brooke Lopez at 6,800. Your center bargain of the week on DraftKings. I'm, now I'm just making up categories to use the announcer voice. But uh, let's head to our closing. Thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com. Now, again, available on or Stitcher if you're downloading convenience. So be sure to give us a rating, review, and don't forget to subscribe. Best of luck on your uh, on your daily contest on DraftKings or elsewhere. Any closing words, uh, Shannon? No, I'm good, man. Run with it. Run with it, Uncle right. Let's close with words from His Royal Airness, Mr. Michael Jordan, who said, quote, Never say never, because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. Adios, amigos. McDaly and the K-Train are leaving the station. <laughs> Choo-choo. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free. Only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.